Ja, ja, ding dong! Bitte zdrava! Bitte zdrava! Bitte zdrava! Building Bridges! You're good to go! Welcome to Building Bridges. I'm Sebi. I'm Jan. And I'm Dave. And this and is a Eurovision podcast for the rest of us. Well, I know we're the Building Bridges podcast, but I feel like this week I'd want to burn a bridge because <laughs> I'm so angry. It's not Sebi and Jan's fault. It's my fault for living where I do. So <laughs> they're, they've, they've invited me to an episode where they are going to tell us all about the lovely weekend that they just had, gallivanting around Vienna, meeting and seeing Eurovision stars perform all weekend long, while I was trapped in my house all day Saturday during a blizzard with the power cutting on and off, and then spent six hours on Sunday shoveling out my car from a two-meter tall snowdrift, and all of the snow and ice the plow left in front of my house. And they were gallivanting around having fun in Vienna. To be fair, you have to say that we invited you over as well. You were more than welcome to join us. <laughs> yeah, and the airport shut down because of the storm. What was I going to do? Swim over? <laughs> yes, you can't blame us. But you know, that, that, that's, that's a charm of the winter. You know, just snow. One of the shittiest thing about the world. It is, yeah. Anyway... <laughs> Proceed to tell me about the wonderful weekend. They haven't even told me yet about all the stuff they did because I've been having, obviously, rolling blackouts and stuff with the, the wind and the snow. Jan and I were having a lovely time at the OGAE Austria Eurovision party. We started on Friday where we went to uh, one of the biggest gay clubs in Vienna, in Austria. Um. And they had a special Eurovision night. How cliche to have a have a Eurovision event at a gay club. <laughs> yes, I know. Playing with stereotypes. <laughs> and yeah. they were playing Eurovision music mostly. It was supposed to be entirely Eurovision mostly. music. Yeah. Like, they had one separate room where they played Eurovision music. And that was it, basically. And it was a fun lineup. They had good music. Um, sometimes the mixes were a little bit weird. There was this weird mix between uh, Molitva and Je Cherche by Amir. <laughs> that was, I think that was by far the most weirdest fade into the other song of the night. No. Like, I, mean, no. I don't even want to imagine what that sounds like. There was an even worse one. There was the Israeli entry last year, I Am, together with, merged together with 1944 by Jamala. Oh, I totally forgot about that one. Oh my goodness. But but like, yeah, overall, like I think this um, Euroclub vibes, you know, um, in Vienna was, um, were like really, really on point. I really enjoyed it. It was great to see because like as much we were like socializing with the other fans of, of, of the contest being there, we just realized that, I mean, I, I got there from Slovenia. Sebi was pretty much in his own town. And there was a lot of people being there, not even being from Austria, you know? So that was one of the one of the coolest things. And obviously, um, Susie was performing there. She was invited to perform her Eurovision hits. 
uh, no, her Eurovision hit and singular other Eurovision <laughs> hits. Uh, and I think all in all, it was it was such a great night. Maybe they should just they just shouldn't you know promote it as like Eurovision hits only, because at some point, uh, I I have no idea. But like uh, when like Rosalia performed at Eurovision, you know. <laughs> But yeah, it was a fun night. You don't get to hear Eurovision music, only Eurovision music at the club every night. And yeah, Susie just knocked it out of the park. Like she was um, performing Rise Like a Phoenix because when in Austria, you know. Uh, of course, Quero Ser Tua and then Netta's Toy. That was, she did the chicken sounds really well. Yeah, she did. Although, although do you know where you do hear a lot of Eurovision music? In your headphones while you're out shoveling for six hours in the cold until they die, and then you have nothing to listen to at all except the sound of your own breathing and the vertebrae in your back cracking as you're piling the snow up on your lawn. You could write songs for, I don't know, Elsie Bay or someone. You also melodramatic. Yes, my back still hurts. (laughs) Leave me alone. We had a fun night, and then on Saturday, maybe we start Saturday from Dave's perspective. Lovely. Because Dave got a call from me, and you were a little bit confused. What happened? Enraged and confused. Yeah, I'll say confused. Yeah, what happened? Tell us. What happened? What happened? I was, uh, I'd done a, see, here you have to like, shovel during the storm in the hopes that when the storm is over, there's less to shovel. So I had just come in from one of those preliminary shoveling expeditions. And uh, so I'm like all sweaty, exhausted, tired, and my phone rings. And all I hear is somebody singing Quero Ser Tua. I'm like, what the hell is this? And sure enough, it was Susie. First of all, take a shot every time Dave says shovel. And second of all, yes. who gets a private yeah. so- singing session from Susie? And who gets a call by Susie? That's a good question. Yeah. We don't, we don't know what her day job is like. We don't know. But like, it was it was very nice that we, we had a nice coffee with her. We chatted a little bit about her Eurovision memories, about her new song she just released and also performed in Why Not. But uh, let's take a look. What a way it is to begin first on-site interview in the Building Bridges podcast with Susie in Vienna, which I'm saying hello. Hello, 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 everyone. It's always a pleasure to speak about Eurovision, especially in Vienna. It's my second time here. Well, second time singing, fourth time kind of visiting <laughs> before we get in did you did you have you been able to see anything in vienna just ahead of your performance or maybe later on or unfortunately no it's one of the few times that actually i stayed only for 24 hours so i walked a little bit throughout the city which i love i always loved vienna every time that i come here i always have a good time and uh and hopefully I come back with but more time, you know, like a long weekend or something like that to properly visit the city because I think it has a lot to offer. It has. It really has. You offered us um, an amazing performance. You got us back to 2014 in the Eurofans 
Vienna club. Um, what kind of, if we turn back time, back to 2014, it, it's almost nine years ago. What kind of memories do you have from this period? And what do you think about this fan base, which is still following you so many years after? Well, at the moment, uh, when they announced me as the representative of Portugal, uh, it was like a bittersweet win, uh, as everyone knows, uh, at least the people that follow Eurovision. Uh, but at the moment that I start the promotion, unfortunately, I only had one week of promotion because Portugal was the last country to announce his winner. Um, but even though I was able to go to Amsterdam pre-party, the, the London one, I went to Madrid, and the feedback was so positive and the people were so warm towards me that it became an extraordinary experience and that I will never forget, especially in Copenhagen. I worked a lot. I made. Um, uh, I tried and to go to all the major events and stages possible, and uh, and it was amazing how Quero Ser Tua. Uh, it became like an Eurovision um, fan favorite. A fan favorite, exactly. And, and all the little awards that uh, I won uh, from the, the Eurovision fans. And it just warms my heart, you know, that's why I'm still here. And I don't want to, and I don't want to lose it. Uh, I, I embrace, I embrace the opportunity given to me to be part of the Eurovision family. So I have a lot of respect for the followers that um, breathe and live Eurovision. And, and that's why I'm here. And that's why I'm here. Quero... I'm still here. That's why I'm still here. <laughs> as long as they want me to. Quero ser tua happened in 2014. And even though, as we said, it's been quite some time since you launched that song. And since you're an artist, you probably hear the song even before it's released so many times. Do you ever get annoyed by the amount of time you sang Quero ser tua in your past? Well, uh, actually, I only sing Quero Ser Tua uh, in Eurovision events. And, uh, and because of that, I actually, I don't mind, and I enjoy it still singing Quero Ser Tua, and I think for the rest of my life. <laughs> because you know that music for me, and as a singer, it's creating emotions, right? And this song, Quero Ser Tua, creates happiness, um, creates fun uh, within the, uh, the, the, the fans. And so this is what I want, right? It's create an emotion and Kersutua gives that. People dance, people jump, people say oh, 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 even if they don't know the Portuguese <laughs> lyrics, the, oh, 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 they know. <laughs> But it's still, you know, like it's it's an up-tempo, nice song, and yeah. it, this is maybe why people still enjoy it after so many years, In yeah. myself included. I, I have to say that after your performance, you gave so much, and you always pay the tribute to other Eurovision artists as well, especially whenever you're performing across the Europe. You, I noticed that you, you always grab a song from the country you're performing in, right? Correct. Yeah, I think as a performer, because I'm a I'm not only a singer-singer, I'm a performer. So because of that, I kind of, uh, I'm, I, I pay attention to detail and because 
as a performer, I'm giving all of myself to the public, okay? And I want the public, my goal It's for the public to enjoy. More the public than me, actually. Mm. Because I want, at the end of the night, I want people to say, wow, you know, what a great performance. Or I had such a great time. Even if it's a ballad, it doesn't mm -hmm. matter. Oh, I love this song. Oh, it made me remember that year. So uh, the country that invites me for this Eurovision event, because I feel blessed about it, I like to pay a tribute to that country even if I don't know the the you know to speak German or something like that or uh, once I had a funny episode that I went to Amsterdam and I sang a Schlager song and I didn't know the lyrics because it was hard to memorize you know well Dutch isn't the easiest language in the world right no no at all and um, but uh, you know I want to do that and, and even if I don't sing it correctly with a pronunciation you know the correct pronunciation I know that people actually appreciate because they see that I'm making an effort it's what I tell my colleagues we are not singing for ourselves you're singing for a public or else you're not a performer you're not as you know an artist so for me everyone is in first place the, 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 the public Uh, we waited for so long, but we finally um, we finally saw your upcoming single. We have to talk about this new yes. song, Higher, which was launched in 2021. Exactly. Tell us about Higher and what is about the whole song. What is is it representing you as an artist, or tell us about your Higher journey. Uh, I can sum it up really fast. It's it's higher. It's about me. So uh, I sing in so many world stages, uh, small venues, big venues, and uh, and I'm very grateful. And I thought about stopping for a lot of times. So this song was being able to do an introspection about yourself, your emotions, then forgive yourself for those feelings you know it's we self-sabotage a, a lot ourselves forgive you know for those bad feelings and bad thoughts that you're not good enough or why do I feel this way and and we have to overcome them forgive yourself and then you know focus and work on your dreams it's never too late it's never I'm not going to say my age obviously <laughs> but it's never too late and and higher it's a representative of myself it's a ballad it's a power ballad but it's a happy power ballad it's not about love or sadness it's about empowerment it's about believing in yourself it's about overcoming your fears inner fears that we kind of put in a corner and don't want to admit it you know and you want so it's it's a very nice song and it showcases my voice it's one of the things that i really wanted and you have the acoustic acoustic version that i uh, ask you to listen because you will love it and uh yeah so higher it's higher and i launched without any expectation and that's the beauty of it because as artists as singers we create a lot of anxiety and expectations and It needs to work out. It needs to be number one. It needs, it needs, it needs. I have to, I have to, I have to. No, you don't have to. So now if you need a therapy, you can go to Spotify and find Susie's <laughs> single where she, she's describing as a therapy, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. For me, it is. 
You just, just have to listen to the words. Yeah, to the words. You know, Susie, it's always such a huge, huge pleasure to talk with you and to, to review your work inside of this uh, Eurovision bubble. Mm -hmm. Uh, and yeah, um, we're looking forward to see you again very soon on some other stage, maybe in Liverpool. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, I will. Actually, I have to book the the tickets. If I'm not invited to sing, I have to be the one who book the tickets. <laughs> guys, guys, OGA International. <laughs> Stream the hire and buy the tickets. Exactly, and buy the tickets. <laughs> so um, yeah, I, I hopefully I'm there. And uh, I will see you in Eurovision gigs for sure. So, yeah. Definitely. Thank you so much, Susie. And um, see you again soon at the next occasion. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much, Susie. Yeah, that was really interesting. I'm still jealous you guys got to meet her. And very thankful she took, well, I was going to say a few minutes out of her day, but I guess a few minutes out of coffee with you two to call and chat with me and i learned i didn't know that she is a canadian citizen she is although she grew up in vancouver which is literally as far away in canada for me as possible i'm closer to you guys in vienna and ljubljana than i am to vancouver but oh well and and even though she said she said um, on on the very night she was performing, even though she was coming from Portugal when there was at at some point sixteen degrees, she said that sometimes when it's a little bit colder, it feels colder than in Vienna, because it's Lisbon can be super windy. And I was like, you know what? I don't mind wind. It's just like <laughs> give me this ten or twelve. Yeah, I'll gladly build right a bridge now, to Lisbon just right because now. I would get have. out of here. <laughs> I'll take sixteen degrees. <laughs> But anyway, on Saturday night, the OGAE party really started and they had five special Eurovision guests invited. It was amazing. The first uh, Eurovision star that entered the stage was Lou, who represented Germany in 2003 with Let's Get Happy and Let's Be Gay. <laughs> that wasn't the song title. <laughs> that wasn't. You just added this on your own, obviously. But Jan, how did you like Lou? Oh, I, I I loved it. She was she was very loving. Like I, um, the whole audience was, um, I think, super excited to see her, and I think she also enjoyed her fifteen minutes of being on stage. She obviously sang her Eurovision entry among to some German schlagers, which I wasn't so familiar with. Maybe Sebi, you can tell a word or, or two about them because I was one of the rare people in the room who, you know, who didn't have a clue what about this song is all about all these like old Schlager songs that she performed. Uh, one of them was Er gehört zu mir, which funnily enough uh, finished 10th in the German national final in 1975 and then still became one of the biggest Schlager hits still today. So winning a national final isn't always, doesn't always say much about success. Exactly. Everyone sing along to the Let's Be Gay line for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, for some reason. I don't know why. I'm still I'm still trying to guess why. <laughs> and yeah, that was Lou. And she was a great opener, I think. She was. She was. And and also, before we go through all of them, I think five artists who took the stage, I think they were like really, really amazing in a way, um, especially how OGE Austria, a little shout out to them, um, how they actually delivered, you know, this this great lineup from you know a little bit of you know 
uh, all these but all this and one of the recent ones as well. So I think they really, really did a good job. And I think Lou was an amazing opener indeed. Yeah. So number two was the only uh, Austrian Eurovision performer. Now, Dave, mm -hmm. imagine you are part of OGAE Austria and you got the chance to invite one Austrian Eurovision performer. Who would your choice be? Oh, dear. Uh, besides, I don't know, Conchita, maybe Cesar Samson. Yeah, good, good picks. Uh, they went for Vincent Bueno. Not even the track shit is? Really? <laughs> yeah, I think spot number two was perfect for him in the running order. Um, and like, again, the Eurovision fans weren't overly excited, but there were locals, Austrians, who weren't that much into Eurovision, and they were so excited. They were probably in Dasgug by the accent. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I know what you... I overheard said, them yeah. saying like, oh my God, this is the real Vincent Bueno. I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah, so... I remember we were over there and you just said to me, like, when he was performing, he said, oh, my God, that girl actually said, oh, my God, Vincent Bueno, the real Vincent Bueno is actually here. I, I, I can hardly imagine if there's whoever out there trying to imp impersonate him or whatever <laughs> to do some Im imitation of him, you know, like in a way of your face sounds familiar or whatever. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we had a small break, and after that, we had the next performer, which was Suri from the United Kingdom. And this time, the stage was all hers. She didn't get her microphone stolen in the middle of the performance. Yes, <laughs> that's that's incredible. She shared some uh, some Eurovision moments from from the past. Um, obviously, she mentioned that she before she was representing the United Kingdom in 2018, she was at the Eurovision twice before as a backing vocalist. And one of the things she said was that one of her Euro favorite Eurovisions was also in Vienna, which was, I, I mean, I believe her that she didn't say that on purpose because Vienna 2015 was a really nice Eurovision as itself. Uh, City really embraced the contest and I, I think all the artists felt the same way. Um, speaking of how she did her um performance wow i mean she was like she really knows eurovision community it's it's unbelievable um she performed some great great eurovision songs and i think the crowd really enjoyed it and yeah so she performed I. hold me closer by cornelia jacobs and i think that was unexpectedly that was a really good interpretation like it was a really good one really good one she also started with rise like a phoenix phoenix which was again a very popular choice yeah for that weekend um but i mean whatever she was dealing with she was she was doing it so perfectly with you know with all vocals on point trying to you know to um make an interaction with with an audience um i mean it was like a really 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 great performance of the night and after that, I think that was my personal highlight because number four was Bojana Staminov from Serbia. She represented Serbia in 2015 in Vienna, of course, and she returned to Vienna and she looked stunning. Like, I almost couldn't believe it was her. She's so beautiful. Yes. I mean, 
uh, she like I mean everybody like when she came to the stage like she was like yeah I know guys I know I'm healthy I'm whatever I just discovered gym <laughs> and guys in the gym and everybody like you know started laughing because like she was so 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 hilarious and also it was a wise selection yes. of the songs she I think she started with with um with toy obviously with toy uh, the same as Susie did. Uh, but then she sang Tai Chi's Eurovision song, Haide da Ludo Yamo. Yes. Had the crowd going. Everybody knew the lyrics. Yeah. It's still like, I mean, it it, it was fascinating, especially for me, because like um, in Slovenia, Haide da Ludo Yamo, you know, it's still like a song which is not even related to Eurovision, but it's it counts as a Yugoslavian classic, you know, somehow from the 90s. And wherever you play it, the crowd always get, you know, like... Um, they, they sing along and they have fun, etc. And it was really nice to relive this feeling in Vienna. She also performed Molitva, uh, which was just such a beautiful moment. That was a good one. Because she like even got a little bit emotional during. I think she was overwhelmed because like I think she didn't know how supportive this Eurovision community would be that they would still remember a Serbian song from 2007 by heart, all of them. Probably because artists, whenever they do take part in Eurovision, and if they are not Eurovision fans themselves, it's sometimes hard to imagine, you know, how loyal Eurovision audience can be. Um, and even if it's not your song, if, like it's a nice combination of having Eurovision artists performing Eurovision songs. And, and for a Eurovision fan, I think that's enough. You know, like the, the appreciation of it is you know, out of this world, I would say. And and I think the, the audience in Vienna really appreciated her amazing, stunning performance of Molitva, um, which, uh, of the song, which is surely not the easiest one to sing. And um, she did quite well, I have to say. Of course, she closed with Beauty Never Lies and the crowd went crazy again. Just the same way they did in Stadthalle in 2015. Like, it was the same feeling. Yeah. And then, like, exactly. the hosts teased this entire time that we would have a Eurovision winner closing the show. And now, Dave, I'm asking you again. You're an OGAE member, and you can invite any Eurovision winner from, like, maybe the last few years to perform in your show. Who would you pick? If if I had to pick a winner, um, my gosh, probably one of the Swedes, so Lorraine or Mons, Moniskin maybe, not that you would get them, but, you know, invite them. Just the fact that you invited them and that they didn't answer would be kind of cool. <laughs> you can invite anyone. <laughs> it's nice to yeah. see how... Abba. It's nice to see how are we willing to to lower our standards just to you know <laughs> to be satisfied with 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 the reaction. You were close. Uh, they invited Emily DeForest. Why? And she closed the show. Okay. <laughs> Talking about safe ballads. You know, everybody would expect that. You know, like I would say, uh, saving. You know the best for for the end but um i mean she she really she did perform her uh, eurovision song from 2013 as uh, as well as um, her interval act song from the year after rainmaker oh i like rainmaker more yes 
Yes, I, I, I loved it. I think that crowd appreciated Rainmaker the most. But the, the, the main issue here was that she was, among these two songs, she was performing some other songs of hers, which probably fandom wasn't so familiar with. And this is also why maybe, you know, it wasn't as intense, I would say, as it was with Suri or Boy Boyana Stameno. But well, we end. gotta say, like, this is entirely subjective. I was standing next to a friend of mine who's a huge Emily DeForest fan, and he was so touched by it. And also he knew, like, her non-Eurovision songs, of course, and he was so excited by that. And it was a huge moment for him. And... That made me happy for him, even though I had never heard yeah. her non-Eurovision songs before. Exactly. And yeah, I think we got to give a huge shout out to OGAE Austria again, and especially to uh, Katinka and Mikhail, who hosted the show amazingly. Yes. They had such good chemistry. With amazingly. It was such a fun party. And having to say one thing, the show was entirely uh, hosted, obviously, in German, for an exception of the international guests uh and even though like i don't speak german like i felt how pure and fun they were you know um and and like it, it was like a real winning combination so again well done for 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 an amazing party to both of them and now we just gotta find a way for dave to shovel his way to the next ogae party wherever it is in europe Yes, and build a bridge, literally, because flights are too expensive. So, yes, <laughs> we need a bridge. Yeah. So I think that was it for this time. Thank you all for listening to us. Uh, we will be back soon with a new episode. Keep checking on us on our social media and get in touch. If you want us to talk about some specific topics, let us know and we will chat for you. Bye-bye. Ciao. Ciao.